0: I'm Steph.
1: And I'm Jeff. Each episode, we review a film that needs screenwriting support.
0: As writers, we'll deep dive into the characters and plot to tell you how to fix this film.
1: Listen at your own risk. This podcast contains spoilers.
0: Now sit back and enjoy this episode of Script Slayers. Today, we will be rewriting Vampires. Vampires. This film was written by Don Jacoby and directed by John Carpenter. It's based on the novel Vampires with the S as a dollar sign by John Steakley. The film stars James Wood as our protagonist, Jack Crow, the lead vampire hunter. Daniel Baldwin as Tony Montoya, a sidekick to Jack in this vampire hunter crew. Cheryl Lee as Katrina, a hooker turned vampire victim. Tim Guiney as Father Adam Gouteau, a archivist that works for the church and is in on the whole vampire hunter thing. And Thomas Ian Griffith as Jean Valec are antagonist and big bad vampire he is the first and most powerful vampire jeff can you give us the synopsis of vampires please
1: jack crow leads a team of vatican sponsored vampire hunters they conduct a raid on an abandoned house in new mexico they destroy the nest of vampires they find but jack is worried because they did not find the master that night the team celebrates with booze and hookers So your average Catholic church sponsored event. The missing master shows up. He bites Katrina, one of the working girls, and then proceeds to slaughter most of the team. Only Jack, Tony, and Katrina escape. The two men bring Katrina along to use her psychic link to the master to track him. Also, because they need a woman to demean. Oh, there's a lot of that in this movie, trust me. Crow reports to his superior cardinal Alba. He confirms the master is Valick, the first known vampire. Alba tells him that the European team is dead. He assigns Father Gateau to Jack and tells him to recruit a new team. Jack is not about to do that. Instead, he's going to use a map of vampire activity in the southwest to determine where Velik is heading. Guarding Katrina at a hotel, Montoya explains the changes she is experiencing. She attempts suicide and bites Montoya when he rescues her, which he hides from Crow and Gato when they arrive. Crow senses Gateau is hiding something, threatens him. And Gato eventually reveals that Vaelic is seeking an ancient relic, the Black Cross of Berzier, that will allow him to complete the ritual that created him and exist in the sunlight. There is a final battle in the abandoned town. Jack Tony and Gato, with Katrina and tow, have to fight multiple masters, vampire minions, and Cardinal Alba, who has betrayed them for eternal life. Gato kills Alba before he can complete the ritual. As the sun rises and Crow confronts Vaelic, impaling him with the berze cross and destroying him in the daylight crow knows that tony was bitten he gives him and katrina a two-day head start as when toya and katrina depart jack and kato head off to kill the remaining vampires the end
0: what are your thoughts on this film how would you make it better
1: first i want to make everybody a misogynist
0: yeah it's 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 pretty hateful towards women this how, film
1: did you you know every single speaking role For a Woman as a Hooker.
0: Yeah, I found this one really hard to watch as a female. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, yeah, this was not a fun film to watch. And I don't know why. I mean, I like John Carpenter. Like, The Thing, great movie. I don't know why he thought this was a good direction to go. I haven't read, have you read the original source material? I have. Is the book this misogynistic? It is not. Okay odd i mean i know john carpenter's the director but uh the screenplay was i don't know i don't i don't know what this screenplay writer was thinking but there's definitely some underlying hatred of women going on in this film
1: so my understanding is that carpenter was interested in making a horror western and i get that with like the main characters the men are kind of these hard-bitten blue-collar hunters. They're like the bounty hunter gunslinger types, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how that then translates into, though, every woman is a hooker and all the men are amazingly hostile to them. Yeah. It's really weird and it makes all the men seem like, well, seem terrible. They all are horrible people.
0: There's not, Jack Crow is not likable as a protagonist. And this goes back to, you know, we talked about this with Showgirls and Nomi's character. Like if you don't have a likable protagonist, it makes it hard to get invested in the character and enjoy the film, in my opinion. Cause I, I love as as a writer, one of my favorite things to do is good character development. And right. write rich characters, whether that's the protagonist, antagonist, or your sidekick characters. And when I see Characters that are so distasteful, and I don't enjoy them, then even if the plot's good, it leaves such a bad taste in my mouth that it takes me out of enjoying the film. And that's what happened in this
1: case. I would add to that, I think, that the villain is lackluster.
0: Oh, yeah, Valak. Yeah, he's just like your cliché big bad vampire.
1: Yeah, so I was reading an article in a contemporary Uh, sci-fi magazine from the time, Cinefantastique, a great magazine, unfortunately, out of print now. But it was interesting because the writer, well, and John Carpenter, too, they were really excited about showing a new type of vampire, that they're, you know, they're not the tuxedo-wearing, Eurotrash vampire. They're like these feral monsters. But then they first make them all apparently, I think, European, and they're all dressed in black, and mainly, they just don't seem to say very much. They don't seem feral as so much as they just are not communicative. They're not characters, and Valak is not a doesn't have a personality. A movie like this would be good to have, like a villain you can sink your teeth into <laughs> <laughs>
0: pun intended.
1: But this movie lacks that. So you have you have an antagonist who basically is a cipher, and you have protagonists who have no positive characteristics. You can have rough characters as your heroes, but they still have to do something that seems heroic. And he seems, he being, I'm sorry, Jack Crow, and the way Woods portrays him is just completely unlikable. Yeah,
0: I love anti-heroes. They're super fun to write. But even if you're writing an anti-hero that's rough around the edges, they, they have a redeemable quality. That's what makes them anti-heroes. Right. Jack Crow is not an anti-hero to me.
1: I mean, the closest you can come to um, the kind of character without much lay of a positive aspect is to make the villains much worse. But then you have to develop the villain. You can see some of that in some of the spaghetti westerns, like uh, for a few dollars more and a fistful of dollars, where even the heroes are kind of scumbags, but they're better than the bad guys. The bad guys, but the bad guys have personality.
0: It's the juxtaposition that right. helps.
1: This doesn't have that. So those two things are problems. I think the world building is sloppy. And it's not that I don't understand how this world and the vampires work. It's just that the way information is provided is really clunky. Like there's a sequence right after the uh, master, after Valak, destroys most of the team. And Jack and Tony are about to escape and they see Katrina wandering out. And... I think it's tony is like oh let's shoot her and jack's like oh no wait let's save her she's been bitten she has a psychic link to the vampire Blah 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 and it's said in a way that does not seem normal for two people who would know this information it's clearly something to tell the viewer Mm -hmm. there is a lot of exposition like that in this movie where characters repeatedly talk about world building and the rules of the world and the characters in ways that people in that position would never communicate with each other.
0: Right, there's an organic way to do it if you're a good writer and telling your story where you can discover the world uh, as the story naturally progresses versus dumping it on us. And there was a lot of dumping in this. I agree with you.
1: The, the last thing I'll say about that before I jump into my rewrite is that we they do something where Jack has his rules of vampire hunting. That in itself is not a terrible way to have a character try to integrate exposition into your story. Like I had, you know, like um, zombie is a good example. Have you seen that, the movie Zombieland? Yeah. So, you know, and then uh, he, uh, the main character has his rules of zombie hunting, but they're presented in a fun visual way and everything, right? This, though, he is telling his rules of zombie hunting to people he's been hunting. You zombie. mean
0: vampire hunting.
1: See, now I'm on zombies, man. <laughs> no, but he's telling his rules of vampire hunting to other vampire hunters he's been hunting with. They already know them. Why is he repeating it Yeah, them? you
0: could, this is where you could use Katrina's character to explain things, because she's the newbie.
1: Or, and this gets into what I'm doing, you could do what I did, which is I would keep Father Gateau. But Father Gato would be a sign from the beginning of the movie that the last priest was severely injured and that he and is the new guy. I kind of like that opening uh, action sequence, the, the raid on the house was pretty well done. It does show kind of how they operate as a team. They have all, like, specialized gear. Like, they had the pikes they used to immobilize the vampires. And
0: pulling them out to burn them in the sunlight.
1: That part was actually pretty cool. In fact, I would want to see more of that. So I think my opening would be a longer sequence like that. So we have Gato as the new guy who's just been assigned this is his first mission he is the person that then Jack is explaining things to.
0: Yeah, and don't make him, like, some boring, like, an archivist. Like, that didn't no. really work. Like, just have him be a priest that's read in. like right. uh, Because he needs to have some hunting skills, too. Like, the, I thought it was too much of a, like, they, they made him so, like, dorky and that he's then all of a sudden supposed to be able to kill vampires. I, I didn't like that.
1: See, what I would do with this is that, Uh, My father, Goteau, they mentioned there was a European team. He was part of the European team, and he is then assigned to the American team. And then you get that tension, too, between the guy who's kind of new in the sense of he's working with these these people for the first time. But he also has his own way of doing things because he's been in the field before. Mm -hmm. And then you can have some tension between these characters that's a little more organic. But you can also have Jack then say, look, I have my rules for doing things, and you're going to learn them because this is how we're successful. I would also have the team a mix of men and women. Less of the sausage fest. This is really, I think that would help. I would have, like I said, the first vampire takedown is a bit longer. I want to see how the team operates. I also want to give these characters more time to be characters. Because we go right from a pretty cool opening to 90% of the characters are dead. All these people that we just saw doing stuff go right into this motel scene right, with the, the sun master.
0: the sun god motel and like they're just wiped out by Valak
1: I did not like that at all so the way I had had this is that we have our first act a big chunk of it is this really kinetic sequence of these professionals taking out a nest of vampires but Jack is still concerned because there should be a master vampire there and there isn't one the team returns to a safe house and Jack goes to report to Colonel Alba we get a little more backstory there on like how the relation of the church to this group and like the work they've done. When Jack goes back to the safe house, that's when they're attacked by the Master and some of his minion vampires. We have some team members killed, but there'd be other survivors. I would like this more to be an ensemble film and not so much. Unlikable Jack, unlikable and Bland Montoya, and uh, Katrina, who... I don't know. It doesn't really add much to the So, movie.
0: So in your version, there's no Katrina? None at all. Gotcha. No.
1: Jack thinks that um, they were set up. So similar to the movie we get. He thinks, oh, somebody had to set us up. But I want to make it more clear that they were because this is like a safe house, not just some random hotel they were in. He does like an interrogation thing with Father Gateau. So the new guy, right? Right. Which makes sense.
0: Suspicious.
1: But then he realizes something. He would realize that Alba had said when he was giving his debriefing, says, oh. When he says, like, the master, you know, the master must have escaped. And he said, oh, well, he must still be around somewhere. And so, like Jack would be like, how do you know it's a he? And this goes to the other thing that would fix another problem, I think, with this movie is that it has two MacGuffins. Or two, two well, really two MacGuffins. It has a cross of Berzier. Yeah. But then the other thing is the motivation is for Alba, he wants to live forever. Why well, pick one? The cross of Berzier thing, that made no sense to me.
0: Oh, yeah. I thought that was, that was dumb, too.
1: That was so confusing about, you know, trying to finish the reverse exorcism to create... Because
0: that's how vampires... So in this film, vampires were created from, like, a a reverse exorcism that, like, brought the demons out. I don't under. I've <laughs> seen this weird. movie a
1: couple of times. I still don't understand how that is supposed to work. That doesn't make any sense. That the church... They didn't like Valak because he was like a Protestant, and so they were going to exorcise him with reverse exorcism, but instead they created a half-demon vampire thing?
0: I don't know. They were trying to do this merging of demons and vampires together.
1: So I would caught all that. So what this is is that it's Alba has made cut a deal with this one vampire that if he well, gives them information to kill Jack and his team, that he'll be made a vampire and immortal.
0: Okay, so it's a classic deal with the devil.
1: Right. Yeah. So then basically the kind of the rest of the film it'd be uh, jack and company track, trying to look for both alba and the master there'd be a big action sequence uh near the end on this decaying mansion on the pacific coast where jack jack they find the master kill him but not before he says where alba is which would kind of be similar to the ending of this movie where alba is in like this deserted southern california town in a deconsecrated church get a big fight between Alba, who's now a master vampire, and some people he's turned. More good guys die, but Jack and Father Gateau managed to kill Alba and survived to hunt another day. So the stakes are definitely a little bit lower in this because the stakes, obviously, in the film we get is that, oh, well, if this works, this vampire can walk around in the day or whatever. But I don't care. It wasn't that interesting and it it didn't make much sense. So I, I would do this as much more of a much more of a Western. If you want to do a Western, it's like, yeah, you have these kind of bounty hunters and they're betrayed by the guy who hired them because he's getting some better deal from the bad guys. And now you have to go and get revenge. And yeah. at the end of the day, you, you know, a few of the few of the good guys, few of the bounty hunters basically survive.
0: It's a Western with vampires. Yep. Yeah.
1: What, what would you do?
0: I did try to fix some of the main issues I had with how unlikable the characters are. So... The opening is fine. I actually did enjoy the opening. I right. I agree with you that that was an engaging opening. And I was like, oh, this film is promising. Like, it has a good f- opening scene with killing some vampires.
1: Can I, uh, I'm sorry. Can I ask you one question before you go on? Yeah. Were there any other scenes that you would try to salvage?
0: Hmm. I didn't I, know it's a hard I did like some of this the sun god the sleazy sun god motel okay. like that just sort of sleazy hotel in the middle of nowhere in the desert like I thought the vibe was good with that. Um yeah. I, I would do a little something different with it, but the overall like party at the sleazy motel I thought worked in the type of film that it was trying to be which was like out in the deserts um
1: I think that's one of the things about this movie is it has a solid opening.
0: It does it's have a good, a good opening and then it just devolves from there. So okay, we see we meet Jack, we meet Montoya okay. and the Slayer crew, they take out the vampire nest in you know, this dusty desert town or house, and then they're partying afterwards, they're enjoying the the victory of getting the vampires with hookers at the Sun God Motel. Okay fine and they're drinking a bunch but jack remains uneasy because the master vampire is still at large okay he should be the better guy here he's not drinking he's not engaging with the hookers he's like above all that he's the more serious lead he's letting his guys have fun and do their thing but he is above that um so he's not getting drunk he's not messing around with the prostitutes and he's feeling uneasy. He's looking at maps, or doing some reading, or trying to kind of determine where the master vampire is hiding out. He's okay. trying to suss out Valak, right? And maybe have a scene where like priests are discussing this. Um, I like that your idea of having Getha like be the new guy on the scene, and then he can, as they're discussing it, explain a little bit more about the rules of the world katrina approaches him for sex he declines because he's our good guy protagonist hero and he treats women better than that and so she scampers off and she's walking outside drinking and then we get our big bad master vampire Valek showing up and he kills off most of jack's slayer crew okay. and the girls like we can still have that i don't mind that but katrina's outside here's the screams she starts running away from the motel and then Vampire uh Valak finds her and bites her in the parking lot beneath the neon like I would make it a little more dramatic where he like bites her beneath the neon sun guy. And, okay. Like motel sign at night, right? And then like the sign is like flickering and she's being bitten. Um
1: Would would she be given the O face?
0: She'd be given the what face? The O face? Yes, the O face. <laughs>
1: Cause she, yeah, she definitely with, <laughs> like, when they played that in the movie, she's definitely having a good time when she's being bitten. Yeah, so.
0: like it's sort of erotic.
1: Right? I like that. That yeah. actually is pretty cool. Yeah,
0: that's fine. You can you can have it be erotic. I don't because vampires. There's always a, a bit of eroticism to yes. vampires, right? Yes. In general, so that's fine. Um, but I want it beneath the ne- flickering neon like sun yeah. god motel sign because I just think cinematically that would look really cool on screen. Okay, so that happens. Then Jack and Montoya, our survivors, manage to fight off Valak, as and who escapes, right? They kinda and he flees into the night. And Jack has sympathy for Katrina. What a thought. He doesn't treat her like a piece of meat or this throwaway woman. He has sympathy for her that she's just been bitten. She's had a really bad night and knows that she's going to end up turning into a vampire in like five days or less. I think the rule was five days. Something like that. Yeah, unless he can kill Valak before she finishes turning. There's something about how like one of the rules they had is like if you can kill the vampire that bit you before the five days you can stop the person from turning and so and that will break this telepathic connection that katrina now has with her master um and prevent her from becoming a vampire so jack treats katrina with respect and he wants to save her he wants to like Help her not to ter- she was innocent in all this. She just right. happened to be wrong place, wrong time, right? If you want to keep somebody being mean to Katrina, that's fine, but have it be Montoya. Montoya is the one who treats Katrina poorly and he disagrees with Jack, and so you have tension now between um, Jack and Montoya. He agrees though to like use her as bait to tempt. To Valak to them so like basically in Montoya's version he's only keeping Katrina alive so that she can be bait so they can find the master Okay. versus Jack is more noble and wants to save Katrina from a uh, life of being an immortal vampire so Jack and Montoya they have a fight about like after, so Montoya's rough with Katrina. We can keep that in if we want somebody being like nasty to Katrina, but then Jack has, fights with Montoya about it. And so this is not how you treat her. Um, and then Katrina and Jack start building up some romantic tension. Like, I okay. really had a hard time. This film had Katrina and Montoya falling for each other and montoya treats katrina terribly at one point he like hits her i mean it's awful how he treats her and yet she falls for him and he falls for her it's terrible so no montoya is kind of the sleazy guy and jack's the good guy and so katrina falls for jack and they have this romantic stuff building up and they team up with the new priest getao that's uh and these are going to hunt down valix Don't have him be the nerdy archivist priest. This makes no sense. The church is like hunting down the allegedly the most powerful vampire in all of existence. And you assign some guy that's in charge of like archiving dusty books to the mission. Like, no, he needs to be. I like your idea of him being like an experienced priest that came from the European crew. Right. That's fine. Yeah, I was also did a question mark with the whole um, inverse exorcism thing. I was very (laughs) confused by that, but I was like, okay, I guess we'll just go with it. So then these men, three men, team up, and they hunt him down using Katrina to guide them since she has that psychic connection to her master. Um, And then there's a final fight scene. It should be this, like, gritty Western... You know, like scene in some abandoned whatever. I think they had it in an abandoned prison, if I recall correctly. But I like keeping with that, the sort of a gritty abandoned ghost town fight scene Mm -hmm. that has a western feel. And I would make Valak much harder to kill. In the in the movie that we got, I found him pretty easy to kill. Like
1: that final confrontation is really anticlimactic. It's
0: really anticlimactic. Like this is supposed to be the baddest vampire of all the vampires and like the he should be really hard to kill and i would have it take place at night in an abandoned desert ghost town okay and you know multiple like go in between buildings and this and that and lose the whole story arc about the cross of bezier this is unnecessary he's just a big bad vampire that they need to kill
1: so would you have anything about alba wanting to become a vampire
0: Honestly, I streamlined that out. I don't think you needed that whole thing. To me, this is more about like they're going to try to kill a big master vampire that's been on their hit list for a long time. He's one of the most powerful out there, if not the most, and that would be a big victory for them. And Jack cares about Katrina, and he wants to save her in time before the fifth day where she will turn. I think that's enough motive. I don't think you need it more complicated than that. In the end, they do kill Valak, Right before dawn on the fifth day. Like it make it that dramatic. Like the clock is running out and the sun is starting to rise and Katrina's starting to turn, right? And they get him just in time. And I would kill Montoya in the fight because he deserves to die after he treated <laughs> Katrina so poorly. Um, so kill the misogynist. Nice. Um, and then they, you know, they all like watch Valak's body burn as the sun rises and Katrina is saved from becoming a vampire. Katrina and Jack kiss at sunrise no. because why not? It's a western, whatever. And you have that like passionate moment and thank you for saving me from being an immortal vampire and he rebuilds his crew. And I would think the final scene is like he we could have like a fun montage where or or just end like cut to the future scene where Katrina is now a badass hunter. Like she has now been trained and she's along with Jack and Gitao and the others like we all see them in some like exotic location uh, taking out a nest in like I don't know Bavaria wherever pick something interesting pick an exotic location and they're all hunting together taking out a nest the end okay. and it sets it up if you wanted to do a sequel you could do a sequel
1: sure definitely you okay. salvage more of the story we get
0: I try. So that's one thing I I try with my rewrites is to salvage as much of the original story as possible, but to just make it better.
1: I still think the big problem with this, so for even with a lackluster villain and weird kind of sloppy store or world building, the big thing is just how unlikable these characters are and making them more likable, or at least some of them. Like for my version, I don't really have like a scumbag character alba's the closest because he wants to be a vampire but the team is just pretty much professionals they're like a little family they they just do their thing with your rewrite and making jack more likable so that you have a kind of a comparison between him and montoya and there's actually more of an emotional connection with katrina i think that works too but that fixes a lot of problems with this because i don't know man it Sometimes this movie is just, like, when you deconstruct it like that, it's really kind of repulsive, some of these things.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And and I would say that, like, I I get that in my version, Jack falls for Katrina quickly. Five days to fall in love. I mean, I know. But it's just the compressed timeline, and that's Hollywood. And you could even make it, like, maybe it's two weeks to turn. You could even make the time longer, if it takes longer to turn into a vampire, if you wanted to. But it's really Jack, like he's a good guy and he feels guilty he's seen people turn before and he knows what like that means
1: i think that is it that's an interesting point though about this and about just characters in general and how you develop a character and how you develop your hero in this case though none of the people seem to be all that concerned that people are being killed jack and montoya don't seem to care at all like about the katrina is this innocent person who's being turned into this vampire Gato doesn't seem to care very much. His main thing is just to stop Velik. Mm-hmm. You would assume that somebody on this team would be like, hey, we're doing this to actually protect people. Not just because we like killing vampires. We get the assumption that these guys all just enjoy killing vampires. They're just
0: mercenaries, right? With not much of a conscience.
1: So, would you recommend this movie?
0: This is a don't watch for me. You know, as a feminist, and I, I just really hated how women were portrayed in this film and it was it was hard to watch because of that so i for me so don't watch what about you jeff
1: so i originally was going to give this a watch i like the opening sequence i think that first act works pretty well uh, there's some good gore in here some good action i don't know though. the way i've been thinking after especially after doing the rewrite thinking about this and more just about how the film and how these characters are presented i think that it's just more offensive at this point these characters are just so offensive in the way they behave if you're interested in this movie i would recommend watching the first like 20 minutes so watch that opening action sequence with the um, raid on the house that's pretty well done i and the attack on sun the sun king motel that's gory and over the top, and I had a ton of fun with that. And then I'd probably turn it off and go watch something else.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can just get the first 20 minutes on YouTube probably. Yep. and then you're done. It's frustrating when a film has such a promising opening because I agree with you. Like The first about 20 minutes, I was into the film like, oh, this is going to be pretty good. And then it was so disappointing. It went downhill fast. I felt like it was such a tease.
1: One last thing about that. I saw this in the theater when it came, down, came out. And up to the end – like up through the sun king attack i'm like awesome i love john carpenter films this opening is really cool it's like a kind of a military team going this is cool and, oh that's awesome graphics and one guy gets one guy gets like cut in half by Velic like, using his like hand like a knife and i was like this is neat and then after that it's like oh oh these characters all suck and oh this is the action is kind of becoming more movie of the week than really cool and by the end, I was just like, oh, this is confusing. It doesn't make any sense. And so, yes, I agree. This is one of those films you're like, "Ah, oh, there's so much promise here. And it just is not realized.
0: Okay, well, there you have it. That is our rewrite of Vampires. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Script Slayers. And that you will join us back in another two weeks for another fun rewrite episode. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Script Slayers. Please join us in two weeks when we rewrite 365 Days. The Script Slayers is a production of Steph and Jeff Wright's Media. Reproduction of this podcast without written consent is prohibited. All rights reserved 2023.